Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, March 12th, 2021, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 379. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined today by Kato. Fucking hurry up intro. You're usually like, a, yeah, that's at least right. like a, a, a muttering between the clap and, and the what's I have up. To go. What's good? We have to go. We got to get into a podcast. Also joining us, Rob Zachney. Sorry, you're taking a sip of coffee. I should have waited until you were finished. That's all I me. I sense Damn. it coming, so I didn't, I didn't get that far. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good. Good morning, Rob. Patrick Klepek also with us. I'm just going to, if I if I speak Russell Wilson to the Chicago Bears into the air, does it happen? Yeah. Like, can, can I say. just, that's, yeah, that's materializing whatever it's called, whatever. The secret, mm-hmm. yeah. materializing the secret. Yes, that's yeah. what I. That's what I need. I'm materializing uh, below basement quarterback play into my football team. I mean, by Patrick, the remember future. the last time you visualized something with the mm-hmm. Bears? You were thinking, "I sure hope Car- Cody Parkey doesn't do that thing again." That's true. That, yeah, well, you cost us a Super Bowl. I believe that was my brother, but that's you know he's close enough, so it's you know it's <laughs> yeah, blood. Uh-huh. So thank you to your brother as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob, are those dogs on your mug? Um, those are. Uh, it's adorable. There's like, yeah, those it's like three dots dogs. in two ears. It's very good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Minimalist dogs. On and little mind. ears form an M for Mina. Mina. Friends my Mina mug. I thought you were going to say, did you mug. buy that for yourself? Uh, no, MK wow. picked these up. Wow, uh, whoa, whoa. Incredible insult. <laughs> Incredible. He didn't even pick like, it up that way. We could have gone right past this where yes, that insult laid there, it's an but Rob incredible was just insult. Like, oh. You buy that yourself? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> now he's mad. He wasn't mad before. And like oh, okay. All right. You said it. Save it for the director's commentary of the what podcast. What am I supposed Austin. to be insulted by? <laughs> That's true. You know what? Rob, the Rob is yeah. Rob is co- so confident enough in himself that look, yes. you know, at this age you want to buy yourself a cute uh mug, for your, mug. for your dog. Get your Mina mug on. Oh, no, no, to be clear, mug. MK bought the first one, and then I went back and I was like, we need to <laughs> yeah. get more. Is there a full <laughs> set of these? We got to get all of this. Mugs. Yes. <laughs> Clear in this place. I love it. Hold on. Let me show you something real quick. All right. <laughs> hey, Rob, Rob is stepping Rob's, away. He's getting out. <laughs> dog dad, Rob Zachney, has left the building. <laughs> Presumably called, going to. <laughs> you know, you spend your 20s learning about yourself. You get to your 30s, and you sure. embrace yourself. And like it's this true. is Rob being fully, uh, fully Rob. Uh, he's in his his vast kitchen, looking through various cupboards. Mina juice cup. Oh, he's wow. different. Okay, yeah, different shapes. And then they were selling this thing. Oh, it's a what is that vase or pitcher of some sort? But I, it's got a cute little cow pattern. I think. Yeah, it's just a cute cow pattern. That's unrelated to the dog. Have you put anything in that? No, but someday I hope to, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's what I. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, yeah. what is? Because it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that you could think like, oh, 
if you had like a bunch of people visiting, I guess you could put like coffee creamer or something. You know, I'm trying to think like what is that? That's a lot of coffee creamer. I know. I'm trying to think like you got to like what if That's I came to visit, Rob? We're all we're all like sharing the coffee. I'm trying to think like, what do you, what would you put in a thing that has the little lip at we the should, end so, for careful pouring? Lemonade. Not a lot of it, though. This that is too little. See, no, that's too little for to serve Sake. lemonade. My actual guess is... Sake. This Sake. Is, <laughs> sure. Yeah? Yeah. My actual guess is it's going to end up being a Voss. Mm, um, just put yeah. flowers in it. Yeah. There's a or like, couple florists in my neighborhood, and when they reopen, I'm like, what if flowers again? Yeah, what if flowers again? <laughs> flowers are great. Support your local florists. There's not like... There's not like... Oh, yeah, there is. I was going to say, there's not like a big box florist shop that has like pushed people out of the business but people just get their flowers online now so there is sure. right well, yeah and the, it's and not like I a place you go to it's right this yeah, yeah. The supermarket that makes sense yeah true 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 yes like right i was gonna say right by the front but that's just the supermarket that i have i think that's not it does a tend universal to, supermarket it fact. seems like it is though like when i'm thinking about it, it's like you know what yeah that's always right near the door there's it's a, right near the front i guess it's, well, it's pretty getting Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put that sure. on the door? And I bet a lot of people are like, I want to run in and see if they have flowers. Oh, shit, they have flowers. Let me get those flowers. Right. You don't want that back by the ham, you know? No, and you got to put it You got to put it by the door so as people are checking out, they have that second yes. realization where yes. it's like, wait, I fucked up recently, and <laughs> here is a sweet thing I can do. I only do bought one me Mina no mug. Bu- I need to get some flowers. <laughs> yeah. Make up for it. Otherwise, Rob will be mad at me. <laughs> For keeping the Mina mug to myself. Uh, how is everyone doing? Obviously, we're a little a little bit punchy today. I think we're punchy. This is the first of these uh, the, the Friday pods that we've done in well over a month because we did the reset episodes for the last like six weeks or something. Yeah. Five weeks. Five weeks. Um, so we're, we're back to, to two a week. Uh, I'm now looking at this sheet and saying, I wish we had rationed the games we talked about last <laughs> on Monday so we'd have more to talk about today. Here's the thing. I think the Thursday show, sorry, the Friday show is a great yes. opportunity to talk about our evolving relationship with games. Sure. How has your relationship <laughs> evolved? Continue. Say more. Oh, that was just a prompt. Like, that was an ideal <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm throwing out. you working shit. towards. Uh, my relationship. No, but seriously. Uh, okay, so I have been playing a little bit of. There is a new. Uh, there's a new expansion for Total War Three Kingdoms uh-huh. uh, that just came out today. Uh, Fates Divided. Damn. And huh. speaking of like evolving relationships uh, with games, here is a weird thing I'm running. That's into. your own throw. You can't <laughs> set up. I think we should talk about. I can do topic. that. And then you ever seen, you you ever seen a the fucking segue. NBA Check player toss it off the backboard and alley-oop themselves? Yeah. That's true. That is the thing. That's yeah, that. you tagged yourself and in. Sick yeah. I badly high-fived myself. Hold on. You did. Try again. Okay, nice. that's a good high-five. A man yeah. can have two Mina mugs. A man can set up his own transition. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, point is, mm. I think the thing I'm running into with every Total War Three Kingdoms expansion is that the base game was like damn near perfect. Uh-huh. Mm. And each of these expansions is I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's a game. That's it's still more. this game. <laughs> yeah, more of it. Well, so three What's kingdoms. Dream uh, what is what is what is the thing that an expansion is supposed to get you excited about in anything? Like what is the what how what is your dream style of expansion, whether in a game like Three Kingdoms or in anything? So I think the I think there's two things that an expansion can do, and ideally it would probably be doing both. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
a new thing to play, uh, a bunch of new stuff to play with, mm-hmm. um, and then a new, new stuff context. in the toy box. Okay, sure. So, like, for instance, I think the Warhammer games, uh, the, the Total War Warhammer games, were really good at, they started rolling out expansions that basically just turned it into different games. Like, hmm. when the Norska came out for Total War uh, Warhammer 1, that was like, what if the Viking raids, but, like, it was all in the service of chaos. Mm-hmm. And they are playing a completely different game than anyone else in Warhammer. And so you're like, okay, here's a campaign that just feels like it's its own separate standalone game. Like it's still the same map and everyone's still there, but you're now off doing your own thing and uh, weighing these different considerations in mind. And you're in a completely different part of the uh, part of the world. I think with total war three kingdoms, the issue is that the base game kind of covered everything. Like it Uh goes for multiple generations. Pretty much all of the main battlegrounds of that war are there in the base game. Uh, And it was just really, really good. And so the subsequent expansions, I think, have all run into this problem of what do you sort of wedge into that game? And the Furious Wild was sort of honestly an attempt at the first kind of expansion where it's like, okay, we're going to go to southwest uh, China and it's going to be um, like a completely different cultural group. Uh Uh, It's going to be. Uh, like it's not it's not the Han Chinese basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you're going to have completely different types of units and completely different like building chains and economy and a new part of the map. The issue for me was the armies were cool, but like their solution to making that part of the world feel bigger was to introduce movement penalties so that you had this like tiny little jungle and everything was just slowed That's down. Not fun. Yeah, not fun. Um, so. It was fine. Like I think, I think by and large, that was kind of a mixed result because the the units were cool enough. Fates divided. I'm still coming to grips with because, and honestly, I'm I'm curious if the, I I can see this clicking with you, Austin. Um, it just skips the early parts of the Three Kingdoms like cycle, and it's like, yeah. look, Dong Zhuo's dead. Right. This uh, is just the Three Kingdoms have established themselves, right? This is until it starts in 200 CE, which would have been post Lu Bu's defeat. That would have been wait. Uh, yeah, the uh, opening cutscene is him getting Bu. beheaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cao Cao and Lu Bei. Someone fucking pursued him. Yeah, they pursue. They pursue. <laughs> I mean, time pursues all men, you know. Ah. Uh, and and will win in the end. Also hubris. Uh, ah, also, sure. you, you know, but the betrayal of of your from your people who don't really love you so much as fear you and see that the wind is is yeah, turning. I, mean, I guess you say don't follow me enough. Someone's going to try to fuck around and find out, you know, well, what's the thing is like, don't follow me. Listen, you need some people to follow you. But sure. but Lubu, I'm your follower. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and eventually they'll be like, all right, fine. We won't follow you then. Shit. China's greatest warrior and biggest prick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's interesting. So yeah, it it it, it is like basically just before Cao Cao becomes the person who is going to just before Wei basically begins to grow into the the kingdom that will win this war. Right, and and so I think what Jin wins. What? I know. Don't send me letters. I fucking know the history. Sorry, <laughs> I have to clarify. What it cuts out is a lot of the early game Total War stuff where it's like, okay, I'm going to, ooh, which province am I going to get? I'm going to nibble off one little province. I'm going to build these farms up. This game starts, and as you say, like, Wei is a major established power in, uh, like, north-central China. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and has a tremendous amount of economic and military power uh, at at his fingertips. Uh, Yuan Shao is still a formidable force up there in the north. And like, what's kind of cool is one of the best parts of a Total War campaign is that moment where the big powers start taking the gloves off, and mm-hmm. it's like there's no more there's no more minnows, or if there are, they're kind of now following in our wake, and it's not even worth occupying them anymore. It's time to get to the main event. And Three Kingdoms does that really, really well. This kind of skips to that part of the game, uh, which is kind of cool. But the thing I'm struggling with a lot, and it's a bit... I can't tell if it's me or if it's the game. It's the lack of context for all this. Like It's like, you know what it is? It's somebody just handed you a save, and you're starting mm. from their save. Mm. And you're getting in there, and you're like, why... It just it's like it's like a scratchy sweater. It's yeah. it's like why are these buildings here? Like, oh, like Tsao what were you thinking? Why why did you build this building chain? It's so expensive and it it's pissing people off. <laughs> yeah, that that is not ideal to me. I mean, I think that is every version of a Romance of the Three Kingdoms game has different start dates. Like that is a thing that not every, but you know, that that, that is a, a key thing when trying to depict this era because there are so many big moments in it there's you know from the very beginning you have the yellow turban rebellion stuff you have the dong Zhou stuff but then eventually like you know you're, you're getting late start dates where where you know even the the you know uh 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 shoe kingdom has like basically already fallen or the main you, you get a lot of stuff where it's like the people who you think of as the the heroes of this story or the the you know actors in this era are all dead and gone and we're like generations on um, and most people I know like to get to that period in their various Three Kingdoms playing, uh, but not they don't like to start there for the reason you just said, which is like so much of the appeal of the Three Kingdoms story is the old dynasty is gone and lots of warlords across this this, you know, this region decide, hey, we can start building this place in our vision and the blank slate like fantasy is, is part of what appeals generally in strategy games. So the fact that it maps and obviously China was not actually a blank slate, but the fall of the Han left power vacuums that allowed people to reshape parts of the world in ways that they wanted to. And so I think it maps that classic strategy game fantasy really nicely. So I wouldn't, I don't really want to trade that away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm in a weird place with it where it's like it's still a great game, but I'm I'm always coming back to the and I had this with Furious Wild where, where I was like, would I do I want to do this or would I rather be playing as one of the core starters right. at the starting date where Dong Zhuo is just getting up to mischief? Yeah, I think this game has two great starting dates. One is Yellow Turban Revolt. I think that that expansion, which might have been free. That one worked brilliantly. Uh, the yellow turbans were cool. And doing the whole like actual decline of the, mm-hmm. the final days of the Han ruled. Like I love watching things fall apart. Um, which means the American politics is great for yeah, me, by the fantastic. way. Just, yep. <laughs> uh, but then the base starting date where like uh, Duang, Duang Zhou has just been driven out and is uh, sort of retreating the highlands with the, with the captive emperor. Those are mm-hmm. two good starting dates and that stuff is fun. And there's a, there's a lot of room for you to sort of guide your own path forward. I feel like with this one, I'm just a little bit, I can't quite get comfortable with these factions. Cause I'm like, I know your starting position. I don't like, I don't yeah. like where this one is. Um, yeah. I will say there is a cool thing. I'm not, it doesn't make a lot of thematic sense to me, but, um, so they've 
created a faction around uh, Liu Yan. Mm-hmm. And as near as I can tell, it's like, what if Spoiled Rich Kid was a faction identity? And <laughs> so the entire sure. thing is about okay. inheritance. Huh. And you build up like you do shit in the game and you build up like a charge of like inheritance powers. And when your character hands off, uh, basically like, you know, your, your paterfamilias dies. There's a bunch of these like inheritance resources that basically act as like temporary buffs, but like really powerful ones Mm -hmm. that you can use to like activate different armies in your faction, but it depletes. And then you kind of go back to being, uh, a bit of a fail son. Um, and you don't get to then rebuild that meter for like another generation for you. or something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> or do you yeah. get to then build it again for the next? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the entire thing is about. That's right. Weird. So, so if the entire thing is about generational turnover, there's yeah. kind of an incentive to like, once I've got a good air, be like, hmm. How do I off my guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so also weirdly, does, is the, I, and I know this is just like the main characters of this game all have special abilities and that's how it works and different mechanics. But like, oh, fuck, the rest of the fucking the rest of China isn't doing inheritance. No wonder things are falling apart or you know, whatever it is. And like, no, other people are also doing this process. They just don't get a special meter. Yeah, this up. is so it's the weird thing. It thematically it doesn't really make sense. Like one of the abilities is like use your inherited aspiration to drill your soldiers uh, better, which gives you 35% movement range bonus um, for like 10 turns or something like that, sure, which is crazy. Great. Like suddenly you have yeah. the only army in China that can like blitzkrieg. Like, and this a- is the opposite of the traditional way you think about like a great warlord dies. The period after their death is going to be where they're, they're, the kingdom is at its weakest because everyone's adjusting to the new ruler. People don't trust them yet. Everything's a little slower because the lines of like that's the way we talk about. Oh, a, a, you know, a great leader died and and his fail son inherits. Uh, this is the moment to strike. And this is the opposite where you're like planning around this moment where all your bonuses kick in to go do your big shit. Right. Yeah. And it's just comes. it's like. Theme yeah. and mechanics, it's just, it's hard to figure out, like, what is actually happening here? Like, what are you trying to get at? Like, why is this, like, why is this good time Charlie, like, mm-hmm. just basically buffed up because his dad left him, remember, son, use the, <laughs> use the super soldier training program I left you. And it's like, okay, dad. And, like, suddenly, you know, Lu Yan's paratroopers are, like, descending uh, on, on Cao Cao. Um but I, I think there's one other thing that the 200 start date does have in its corner. The big powers have imperial courts full of shitheads, mm. which is useful for a Three Kingdoms game. Because I feel like when you have that small start, you can very carefully draft your team and yeah. be like, these people aren't going to get along. This is going to go fine. 200 start date. If you're a big power, you have some really great generals who hate your fucking guts. And so you'll go bankrupt trying to bribe these guys to stay on side um, because they're so good. So there's that too. That's fun. That sounds good. I need to put more time in that game. I'm I'm a bad, I'm a fake fan. It's true. (laughs) Um, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at it and it's just such a, it's such a pretty looking game too. Anyway, thank you, Rob, for updating us on three kingdoms. Um, this is as always a joy to hear about and think about, think about it, even if just conceptually, 
how how they've been tackling this stuff. Do they have other expansions coming, or is this like it? They haven't said this is it. My assumption is there will be more. Okay. Um, usually they usually they give they tip their hand when usually they're this in is the a final big stages. final. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, okay. Um, I talk about sales departments. What's up? Sales departments. Yeah, what's up? Did they reach out to you again? No, but the, our website has changed. I feel like we, oh. we could. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Welcome yeah. to Waypoint's Waypoint Radio. Welcome to Waypoint podcast. Uh, New yeah, you, Waypoint. It's back, baby. Our front page is like not hugely important to the Waypoint endeavor. It's there. Love but it, it is, if you go there. But, but it, it is, is if you're a salesperson, you have you to, need a, a you week need a page ago, to point to. Right, and a week ago you would have had to have said we have. We have we do gaming here at Vice. We have a podcast called Waypoint Radio, and we have a website called vice.com slash games. Yeah, and, and we, if we would like to bundle your um, sales purchase so that you would have, like, more traffic from this website and also this podcast, would you like multiple brand at? Hmm. So, yeah, we got yeah. rolled into. Do you want to say uh, activations? <laughs> do you want to say brand activations? <laughs> I thought because about it. Thought about mm-hmm. it. We had to. We got to put it out there. Those. That's the language these people speak in. They say shit like, yeah, like brand activations, like engagement. Um, what's the God? Well, there was one that was going around last year that no one understood what it was. Maybe it wasn't activation. I think it was activation because that's such a stupid marketing. <laughs> term. Yeah, it feels word. gross. Yeah, um, it's, ugh, I just took a shower. I need another. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you go to our website, it says what does it say now? Uh, Waypoint Games by Vice is what it says. But like, yes. uh, mine doesn't say anything. <laughs> Like, got an empty bar. That's weird. Oh no! I missed the teal. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I yeah, I, uh, colors um, are good. I like the colors, but the short version is like this is not. Um, you know, if it was like a big splashy relaunch, you know, we would have done something. This is really just a behind the scenes, like getting ducks in a row for sales to be able to like better. To hopefully have resources to do. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hopefully that the, does lead future. to resources in the uh, long run. Because from what I understand, like it has realistically like led to like, like yeah, we could have told you this. Like you know, uh, I didn't. We you did. Could have. Did. Yeah. Like that fight, Patrick. Made made peace with like, all right, go ahead and make the bad decision. Like <laughs> yes. you know, I guess this could result in my own layoff, even though I'm not the one making the decision. But great. Um. The people and, who made that decision are also all gone. All That's gone. the other the other so fucking, fucking wild shit from this. Yeah. It's just like this is just a peek behind the curtain on all this is, you know, we fought tooth and nail to keep Waypoint Waypoint. And and the people who pushed that, you know, through um, were assholes and were like deceptive <laughs> about whether or not yeah. there was buy-in from across the country. Or the country, geez. The, the country, <laughs> the country is in. And they the country said, was in for Waypoint. But the company was not the the editorial teams were not on board with like burying brands like Waypoint or broadly. At well, the then time. it was it was also very. It's like all right. Well, if we're going to do that, should we change the name of the podcast to like yes. a complete rebrand and just right. embrace the whole thing? Like totally. no, like Waypoint Radio still has cachet that we'd like to sell. It's like this doesn't make any anyway. Okay. As long as I live, I will never never get over the realization that about two weeks before it rolled out, there was actually no operational plan for one vice like restructuring in terms of like <laughs> chain of command and like uh, like team coordination. Like there was just none. It was just a brand. Uh, the fact that we kind of got ahead of it and did that roll in with motherboard ahead of time is the only mm-hmm. reason that like there weren't huge immediate 
capital D disaster, as I, I want to, you know, say like, and it's a, and it's a shout out to the, the folks at Motherboard who are like chiefly responsible for like correcting this like really <laughs> like bad decision. Was like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Jason from Motherboard like being in like management, you know, and be like, hey, this makes you games are popular. Shouldn't you try yeah. and sell that stuff? Um, <laughs> and like has slowly, you know, worked to get this. You know, does it, you know, get us uh, a Ted count or anything like that. But, you know, and who knows if that if even it, if does it, it down did, the line. But it is nice. About it, it is nice even just just to have the, the name back. But now it's like, do I, now I got to, ch- I've told so many PR people, like, I know uh-huh. it was Waypoint. Now it's Vice Games. And now I'm going to, like, change my signature. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to change it in the signature. <laughs> uh-huh. not, like, I'm not going to send a PR blast that is like, hey, the name no. has changed again. I'm just going to ignore it unless someone... Because I still get things that are like, hey, can we publish this on Waypoint? And I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And then, then people are like, can we publish on Vice Games? Like, yes, you can. And both those things will continue to be true, mm-hmm. if only mm-hmm. to continue to confuse well, PR people and they're sending us more code than they actually should because they're confused about the brand relationship <laughs> between Motherboard, and Vice Games, and Waypoint. What Send us it? another code for that big AAA game. What was it on that uh, fucking Smash Brothers trailer? It was like weird in one word when they like quoted. Oh, was it? Was it not just like Vice? No, it was, was like. It, oh, it was like Vice Gaming. No, or something? I think it was, it was like Vice Waypoint. With, with V. Oh, right. <laughs> it's funny because yes. like PR will sometimes. So like usually the way like like those quotes appear is like PR sends you an email and they say, "Hey, are you okay with this? You know, quote like is it not completely mangling? <laughs> you know, like what you said." <laughs> And the reason you stuff you agree to that stuff is, you know, it's like a nice promotion for for your website to be in like a you know trailer viewed by a million people or whatever. So usually that stuff is is, is pretty innocuous. Um, and sometimes they'll ask like, "Hey, like I know your waypoint, but like, could it just be Vice?" And it's like, "Yeah, sure." Like, I it's, don't care. Fine. I, I, yeah, like it's I know fine. you care more about. You know that people <laughs> don't know what waypoint is. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that people know what Vice is. They don't know what waypoint. The is people or who wider know audience. The people who need to know what waypoint is know what waypoint is. The people sit watching the Smash Bros. trailer. I already know this game is coming out. <laughs> yeah, or yes. whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so put it whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, uh, so yeah, that sometimes is what leads to like, even though like I'll theoretically, because I'm usually vetting most of these, like I'll agree, like yeah, label it this. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily guarantee that's what comes out in the trailer later. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, so that's Way why it says waypoint. Way 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 back. Is are we, are we changing the Twitter feed at any point? Or is it just going to stay Vice Games? To that's throw a good a question. Huh. I don't. That should uh, probably. I'm change, sure Emily huh? began to change it if we pinged her. Like, yeah, sure. Well, I don't, I just didn't. I truly don't know what salespeople and exactly. Uh, I, I don't know fun. what's. See that that is probably that like so our discussions over like how this mishmash of brand management, at least like the website. Okay. So it was technically still waypoint.vice.com, but like that's sort of like near the here nor there. Like you go there and it says vice games, yada, yada. But it was just yeah. a redirect too. Like they didn't even, it wasn't right, being hosted right. there. Like yeah. uh-huh. the Twitter account is by far the funniest one. Cause it's still <laughs> yes. at waypoint, but it's branded <laughs> yes. vice games. Uh, games by vice. And then it says uh, games by vice in the bio. Like, which always makes me sound, funny. that sounds like a publisher to me. Pinned tweet, note anything. from our editor. Waypoint is joining the new vice.com. We should unpin that too. Yeah, should, no, 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 we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Hmm. Oh. Let it lie fallow. <laughs> Let it, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God. One day we'll plant something new in this, in this corpse. <laughs> it'll all come uh, around. It, it always does. It always, it always it's does. Anyway. Natural cycle of nature, you know? Yeah, let's take a break <laughs> and we come back and talk about another game and then maybe dip in the question bucket. 
and then and then kick out of here. I feel like you know it's Friday. The weather is nice. I went on a nice. I went on like three nice walks this week because the light jacket strategy last mm. last week. I was like, I'm gonna start wearing a light jacket. It'll force the spring to keep up with me. It worked. It's been in the 60s all week. That's that's. <laughs> listen, I'll take I'll take uh, credit for it. Oh, it's tactical vest season again, baby. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Perfect. Got, right, a little, a- got a little dog poo bag holder in the nine millimeter magazine pouch. Um, Good to go. Yep. Wow. The people with tactical uh, dog gear are out walking again. Nature is healing. <laughs> It's, All right, it's really off. horrible I can't, how practical okay. that fucking thing is and how much I love it. I'm like, everything is there. Do you only own one, do you only own one tactical vest or have you gotten yourself like a, a couple different prints? different? No, the entire colors. point is, is just one that has everything mm. I need to take the dog out. Yeah. Um, also, turns out there's two big like carrier holders like in your like by your hips. Mm-hmm. They're perfect size for a liquor bottle. Just putting that out there. <laughs> What are we talking so about? So you're like, saying I need to get a tactical vest. <laughs> Does Kirkland even sell that size? No, you'd have to. You'd have to get. Actually, I could get the, the that craft that that Rob has. And like, can I just stick that? Would that fit in there? Uh huh. Yeah. Love it. Uh-huh. Incredible. All right, we're taking this fucking break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. Curse of the Dead Gods is a game that I built in. I played that last night too. Yeah, a loop. I, keep I wanted to, say to see old the loop. gods. Yeah, you, you have to see the loop. That's exactly it, right? Like the loop I, is the loop is great. I don't want to play that game anymore, but we should talk about the loop. Uh, yeah, I. So, Curse of the Dead Gods came out a couple of weeks ago, right? I want to say that's true. I think it was an early access game last year. It has been, yeah. No, it's been, yeah, it's been around. It's been around for a while, but the, yeah, the, yes. you're right. The 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 one was just recently. They did the same thing that like Hades did, which is like, hey, here's our Switch version. Yeah, Comes out, yeah. you know, alongside the early access. And I I tried the Switch version and it ran kind of uh crummy. Uh and I was doing it handheld, maybe it was better docked. But either way, I was just like, ah. Also, I just played Hades. Like I I wasn't really looking for an isometric roguelike yeah. action game. Yeah, I felt like it had had you're my managing fill a bunch on. of enemies and resources and changing weapons. Like it's it is it is one of those to the degree that one of the first reviews I saw for it on Steam was very much like if you're looking for a Hades like and I <laughs> oh, uh, yeah I was like yeah, that's not that does not roll off the tongue speaks to Hades really well yeah yeah um, is this Hades but like so this one. Uh, well, like th- I guess you don't always have a gun, but you have like you have two weapons. You get three weapons. Three weapons. Right? Three, yeah, that, three weapons. I, my favorite weapon is the third weapon. Anyway, uh, yeah, like I got two I got of my a hammer ones. at that some ha- point. That hammer uh, is unbelievable. 
Was it the lightning um, it, hammer? Yes, the lightning yeah, hammer. That thing um, it made made every boss I fought completely negligible nothing could stand up to it every enemy was <laughs> it was nothing anyway we'll get there you yeah continue. and then the, you're uh you have access to a torch there's a big light dark uh, mechanic in which uh you can you know like you run into a room it'll be completely dark there'll be something you can light in a fire which could be like an object or could be an enemy and so right. like one of the strategies will be like like swipe at the enemy with a you know with your torch light them on fire and then you know get to business on Doing your uh, your attacks, which you, is like you, you charge take attacks, extra damage. You roll. If you're is it extra in damage? the dark, if you're in the dark, you you take extra damage. I want to say. Do you if, also get cursed? What is it? Isn't that the me- the mechanic? That cursed? is the mechanic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, do you get cursed if you get hit in the I dark? Don't know. Maybe I didn't that's play enough to. Um, but there's I a, put a few the, hours into it, and I still don't have this 100. percent You know. The, right, yeah. So the, one, one of its like kind of de- defining features is its curse mechanic. So like a- every door that you go through, like every you know you're, you're moving through like this mini map, and you can you can pick like, hey, I would like to get a better weapon next time, or I'd like to get gold, or I'd like to get an ability upgrade. Um, every time you do that, you like fill a curse meter, and every time that meter fills, it fills in like a curse i don't know uh dot so there's like a second meter that you're filling up every yeah. time you fill up the first curse meter and each of the every time you do that you get uh a, a, like a negative perk which you know uh like every they're time you walk interesting yeah go ahead I, I can't remember what the one i got i got they were yeah like they're they're not just like one of the, so one you're of them fucked that I like got they're a little more unique than that was every time that you get hit you lose uh 25% less less health than you normally do, but on top of losing health, you lose gold equal to the amount of health you lost, right? Oh, um, and one I got was mm. uh, gold begins disappearing as soon as you see it, so Ooh. you just have to like start collecting it immediately. That's interesting. Um, feeling. But I, I, I want to <laughs> say I want to say it was worth more. So it's like if you get right. it before it's gone, it's worth more, but it's gonna disappear. So you'll see like a spawn of enemies, and it's like, all right, they're around this gold. I need to get that, and then focus on. Um, fighting them so there's like a lot more emphasis on like swings like that where you're just having to consider all like a you just have way more weapons way more abilities it's like you can do a normal attack a charge attack if you have a gun it's like a normal shot a perfect shot you can dodge you can also yeah. parry like there's, there's just combos to mix up things like like if you do regular attack if you do like if you have a sword and a gun and it's like regular attack gun then that's one sort of gun attack and if you do regular attack regular attack gun that's like a wider cone yeah. aoe thing so it's like it, it's a, there's a little bit more character action combo stuff here than in Hades and there's a bunch of weapon types, like you said, right? There's like yeah. swords, daggers, just in the main hand, swords and and maces and daggers and claws. No, daggers is an offhand. Claws, uh, and then there's spears and bows and guns and whips. It's got a lot of really It's like, cool. hey, did you play a game like Hades, but you wanted like more, more like stuff. More. Yeah. <laughs> um um, like it doesn't feel as good to play as Hades, which I is yeah, I like don't like how it feels much. Well, that so that was that was kind of my problem is like I got like halfway through the tutorial on the Switch and was like I don't enjoy controlling this character, which again is one of those things that like speaks to Hades, in which like Hades is just immaculate. Like there is not that is like the top of the mountain in terms of like controlling a character amongst like a really chaotic environment and still feeling like I, like whatever I screw up is, is of my own making, despite how much is going on at once. That's a really difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And even though like, I don't think curse of the dead gods is like nearly as chaotic, at least like in the, you know, early parts that I was playing. I just, I don't know. I f- I'm sure things like I forgot what buttons did, what would be like figured out over time, but I found it like overwhelming, not in like a, f- like a particularly fun way. And I just felt like there was kind of just too much to grasp onto. Now I'm sure if you got into this particular one, 
that skill curve works itself out. That amount of like like options is like it turns in from a negative to a positive. But I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like controlling the character very much. Um, so mostly mm-hmm. like I played like 20 minutes and I was like, I'm going to die so I can find out the neat thing <laughs> that Austin said I should see, which is uh, I'm not sure which I'm not sure what exactly it is you thought was neat. So I'll just say what I thought yeah, was yeah. neat. And you can what tell me is, you know, you die and then you, you know, go back to a hub area and you can spend, you know, currency on different uh, attributes that you can equip that are passive, you know, upgrades to your character, which is pretty standard stuff. And then you go out to uh, like, hey, uh, do you want to head back out and fight again? Now, normally what happens is you just like head out to a door and like the procedurally generated world is in front of you or you're going to get the option to choose where you go next on the mini map when you get through an area. Um, but uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, one, gives you like three different areas you can start in, three different starting areas. And like the thing I thought was coolest was this thing called events, um, mm-hmm. which is just below those three options. And it's like, Hey, do you want to do like just a weird ass run? Like we're going to give you like a strange set of conditions to, that you have to, uh, work through. And if you, if you manage to survive, then like, cause I don't think you're playing, I didn't actually do it, but I don't know. I don't think it didn't seem like you were playing from like start to finish, like a main run. It's just like a one-off sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's like, Hey, you're going to be able to get like way more of this specific type of currency, but like X, Y, and Z is going to happen room to room. And I was like, that sounded, I fa- that sounded fun. Like in Hades, one of the things I ran into was that, uh, like the, was it heat? Heat is what like you could turn up the different variables. Like mm. once you, did you get yeah. far enough to do that? Austin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, that, that's, yeah. So basically if you hadn't played Hades, like once you've beaten it once in order to like get a complete, keep getting the, uh, the drops to like upgrade, um, your weapons to like get like more uh, powerful or different perks. Um, you have to turn on things called heat, which is like, you know, uh, make it so enemies are stronger or there are right, more right, right. enemies or um, every enemy starts with a base level of armor that you need to hit before you can actually do their health. Um, and, you know, I did just enough that like I got all the stuff I needed and then never did anything more than that. I know some people are like, this is my favorite part of the game. I just keep adding heat checks, and, like, the game just keeps getting wilder. But, like... It's a very Jason, Jason Kebler... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing, but, like, I need, sure. I need it thrust upon me. Like, I need, like, hey, right. here's the weird run. Like, go figure it just out. Just do one of them today. Because otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just kind of, like... I kind of min-maxed my way through that stuff to get to, to get through the the end of the game. Um, And I like this, this event idea of... Hey, just go it's do this me. one off. Like yeah. we, we've built the, we built, we built, the, we gave you a couple of rule sets to play in. Go see what happens. Harder, probably most of the time, or they're weirder, like you said. Um, so they're 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 a full run, and a full run means longer than what those first levels are. So like, okay, the map when you when you go through the first door from your hub, um, which by the way, this whole game is like you are a deeply like stereotypical adventurer sort with big i want to say mutton chops white dude deeply yeah. boring after playing hades like there is no there uh, this game is like a sense of personality and flavor is devoid it's just it empty. seems like the game sh- at this um, point where it's not like hades it like the reason you're playing you're playing a character he has an arc yes um like yes. this game should just have a like a character creator or a couple of options to like yeah like switch like in spelunky like give me some swaps, you know, uh, sure. And you're going through like Mesoamerican, like ruins without any, there's no uh-huh. context, right? No. I don't, I don't, 
There, you well, just kind of are there. Apart from to the get... context of being a white person coming into yes, some place yes, that is yes, very obviously. Yes. I'm, yeah, 100%, right? Well, then right. we just take that for granted, Kato. Sure. That's the baseline that we're working with here culturally. <laughs> yeah. He's, this dude uh-huh. is just looking for looking to steal stuff, basically, looking to pillage uh, from history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like I don't, there's not, you know, there's like, um, I want to say there's a narrator at, at some point in the beginning, maybe, but I, there is no real clean, interesting explanation uh it's just using this for wallpaper it's just Mm -hmm. and in fact so that's the thing right it's like the three the three you get a map of all the areas you can go to and those areas are i want to say jaguar themed eagle themed and Mm -hmm. a third similarly grounded in you know uh, the mythologies of native grounded in air quotes (laughs) in in you know a half memory of some I guess I can't speak to the develop how much research the developers put in necessarily, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I, um, uh, and and though each of those things, serpent, serpent is the third one. Yeah, each of those like temples basically has multiple tiers of difficulty, um, and each at each tier, yeah, the the run gets longer. So the first run that you have access to is just go in, beat whatever ten like. They're bigger than rooms. They're bigger than Hades rooms. They often have multiple little rooms in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but beat 10 levels uh, and then get to a boss, beat the boss. And then, uh, at tier one, that's it. That's a complete run, which I also think is a neat oh, difference. Like imagine cool. getting to Meg and beating Meg in Hades. And the first time you do that, you're like, all right, cool. You beat. That's it. You go home. It doesn't um, matter that you're limping out of this fight and 100%. you're going to get crushed in the next area. Like, <laughs> yes. You're good. You did it. You've you, actually you did satisfied it. the win. You condition. get your super uh, currency to go upgrade different we unlock a bunch of stuff because you get the skull upgrade instead of just or whatever the third the orb is instead of the skulls and the rings um you get a bunch of those and and go back to the hub and then and then do one of these other tier one things where you go through the 10 levels you fight the boss you're done you you have to do that and then you have to go through another set of 10 levels to then get to the real true boss of that area who is harder than than the previous ones so i like that a lot um and because i think that that's like one, I just like being able to say how much of a game I want to play. <laughs> like, it's nice to be like, I only have, not that you can't save in here. You can save at the beginning of any new floor, basically, just like uh, Hades or a, a lot of But it's nice to be able to, like, you know, turn the, comp- turn the game off, like, turn off your Switch to be like, I feel like I had a complete experience yes, for the time exactly. that I had. Um, the other reason that it works is the other half of this curse thing that we, that we started to talk about is... So you get that curse whenever you open a door. You get it whenever you get more curse points. You also get more curse points uh, again when you get when you get hit. I want to say in the dark. Um, uh, but then also, if you get to one of the shrines, you can make a choice as to whether to buy something with gold or spend corruption points basically to get it. So you, maybe you get to a weapon shrine and there's like a dope whip that has like electricity through it. You're like, I want that, but I don't have enough gold. Let me just buy it for 50 corruption points. Um, And there are five tiers of corruption. So my first runs were me like getting up to tier three or four of corruption. And the first four tiers are just pulled from the same random set of things, right? Where it's just like, Oh, uh, I got one that was that was like um, uh, some of the torches are already lit with a shadow flame. And those and and when you're in there, you can see enemies just fine. But um, but uh, you can't I want to say like 
the the actual light is not there and you're still so it counts as you being in the dark or something like that. I'm curious I'm curious so the um, game like gives you like a very uh ominous warning the first time you encounter corruption right. that's like hey these first couple perks are going to be like just like a fun way to kind of mix it the game. And like the fifth one's going to make the game like oppressive. Like you're so like going an to die. Of that, an example of that, the one that I've gotten a couple of times now, uh, reduces your health down into to one HP. So oh, like no. It's just poison that will reduce you down to one HP. You won't die unless you take damage. Uh, is it over time uh, or is it it's an immediate it's reduction? It's over time. So okay. if you have a thousand health, it's yeah. like do 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 do. Like it's gonna get there. It's gonna get there. This that's, sucks. That's pretty good. Um, and so like that, and so in a short run, in a single boss tier run, that's something you could overcome, right? You'd be like, all right, I'm gonna power through this. I can beat one boss with five with five cursed tiers uh, because I just I just have enough of a build where I can push through it. But you can't. I, I I could not do that on a. And then like, all right, do ten more floors now. Like, fuck, no, I can't. I don't have that. Um, and so that that is kind of fun. Like that part of uh curse management is cool. Um, I don't know that there's much more here for me though. Um, as someone who did not get cre- who did not hit final credits on Hades, like if I want to play one of these. I still have that to to play and. On top of it not being like weird colonial fantasy, <laughs> Hades is filled with uh, characters I'm interested in and yeah. little storylines that I'm curious to see how they wrap up. Um, and I'm not saying that that game was, is going to be perfect in its execution, but like I, that those are things I like and people that I that I am fond of. This doesn't have people in it. This has like a guy and some enemies. And I don't know that any of them are people. Um, most of them seem to just be, I mean, this dude is just a guy who kills things and that's all he does. And then I don't know, sometimes I fight a guy who can spit poison at me or produce some sort of poison offspring that chases me down or other poison shit. I spent a lot of time in these snake temples. They're scary. Uh, um, so yeah, that's, that is curse of the dead gods. Um, I, I think for imagine- me, it's, it's, I would, I would like to see like some of their ideas about like structure in yes. a different game yes. is basically like where, where like it, the hour I played was like ah I don't really want to spend much more time here but it's got some really smart ideas about like structure and it makes me excited to see some of that stuff in a in a you know a different game that you know a like is further distant like this game is just hurt by Hades in lots of ways but also just like like I said at the top like just not really being in the mood for another one of these at the at the moment but eventually I will be and it's like it's it's cool to think that there are it's exciting to see there are, there are so many of these games that when you play one that like like ah these are genuinely cool riffs on something that yeah. I thought like a lot had already been settled in terms of design and structure. It's like oh no like the, there's still like you know a ways to go um in, in terms of ideas. Uh all right. Unless there's anything else, I feel like we should dip into the question bucket before we wrap up today because we got some salad dressing emails to go, <laughs> go oh over. My God. It's time for Woo! all your salad dressing takes. If you have questions or recipes, you can send them to gaming at vice.com. Why are you tempting fate like this? Well, the answer is we're going to get the thing here is one. It's fine if people email us salad dressing recipes. That doesn't hurt us. Yeah. Salad dressing recipes can't hurt us, Rob. Actually, there's a lot of good ones. I've actually been. <laughs> That's the actual thing. Also, yeah. shout outs to whoever was like, hey, somebody wrote in who was like, hey, making salad dressings isn't that hard. Why don't you just macerate these shallots? Somebody called that out and was like, Rob's not up for that. And I want that person to know. Thank you. I'm not up for that. Not a <laughs> night. 
Like, whatever you think, like, lower your expectations of late night's acne. Lower now. But again, you do it early. You you don't make the, the dressing live anyway. I'm saying you prep. You have that nice carafe, that cow carafe you showed us before. Fill it with, with ranch. With ranch. <laughs> did you see the video of the little the little British girl trying I out did. ranch dressing for the first time? What? She loved it. Yeah, there's a video going around of a of a of a British girl like uh, I want to say it's a TikTok being like, "My friends in America sent me this. I know this is very popular in the states." <laughs> I've never had it before. Oh and then she God. dips like a celery stick in it. Not a celery stick, a cucumber stick in it and loves it. And it's like, I will be using this yeah. <laughs> or something. It's very funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> there is a link here from from uh, an anonymous person who wrote in for uh, a carrot ginger dressing that I think yes. Kato, this is it. Look, yeah, no, uh, actually, this is it. Shout outs to everyone who sent me multiple different. Uh, is this is Carrot, okay. yeah, that is it. It's carrot, carrot, oh, this, ginger, ha- and miso is like the kind of the big main things, and there's different variations yeah. on like you know rice, oh, wine, vinegar good. in there I and shit. Uh, I have all of it in my pantry already. I'm gonna make some over the weekend and like just. Why fucking, is there? I love it. I want to come over for dinner. Thank you, Kato. everyone. Who, yeah, yeah, everyone get the vaccine so absolutely. I can <laughs> have dinner night. Well, at I, got my, I got my <laughs> first shot, so you know, in a month or so. In this picture, this is a big carafe of. This is nice. I like that little. That's fun. Yeah. God, I want to eat that salad right now. I'm it looks so, so good. Yeah. I'm so excited to make refreshing. this fucking dressing <laughs> immediately as soon as people were like, yeah, here. Uh, funnily mm-hmm. enough, Christina had just bought miso to make some miso soup. So it's like, oh, we already got the miso. The The rest of the stuff is easy. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for How finding that. How long does miso end. keep open in the fridge? Uh... I don't know. Good question. This is our know. first block of miso, so we're going to find I feel out. Like we keep running into problems <laughs> where like, there's a block of miso toward the back of the uh-huh. fridge that we're like, uh-huh. that's well, good. towards the back, there's weird. your issue right there. Yeah, you're you got to forget use about it. that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let it. Yeah. Uh huh. The back is just for pickling. Um, the back is where you keep the pickles. Those those will keep. <laughs> they'll just get more. That's that's where that's you want get, them. Yeah, yeah. They'll marinate. They'll get better. How, you know what's fun is to forget that you have some pickles in the fridge mm. and then find them and then be like, oh, Today is looking up, baby. Hell we got yeah. some pickles on deck. <laughs> oh, gonna make some pickle uh, juice. Wow, speaking of, um, here we go. I'm just gonna read this part. This person emails questions about, I don't know, giant robots and mechs and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna skip that part. That's Thank you for that part of the question, Martin. That's just for me. Uh, I also wanted to add a food question to the giant ranch battle. A few years ago, my mom brought home a two-liter jar of pickles that she bought because it was on sale, mm. two liter jar of pickles God because, damn. She, because it was on sale and it seemed like a great deal. However, when inspecting the jar, my brother noticed a small print text that said, please consume within two days of opening. <laughs> my question is thus, what would you cook what? to be able to eat a jar of pickles of that size in two days? I have a major question. What? Was yeah. that a stick on warning that like, hey, these things are so expot, like these are things are so beyond safe storage. It that must you need be. to be eaten right away. Or it, it says it just says small print text. Was it that always like on, the on the label? Oh my god. That sounds like it's on the that's label. That's just absurd. Like, what do you pick? Like <laughs> are these pickles or not? Yeah, right? Like that's the point. What are they? <laughs> You're supposed to leave them in there and they just kind of chill. I mean, like, yeah, pickling stuff will go bad eventually, but two yeah. days? Are these ancient pickles <laughs> these are these are well, if they're ancient pickles, pickles then two days isn't gonna make a difference <laughs> no you're right you're right 
I don't know. They were made with the I've juice from that I've never seen that before. You know Two days? Like? <laughs> it sounds like some some gutless lawyer was yeah. like, look, because you know? there's technically a possibility that two days after opening these pickles, they can turn into a vector for toxins. Uh, we just have to put this warning on here. Now, obviously, no person is ever going to eat them all in two days. But if someone dies add- of, say, botulism, <laughs> okay. we can at least say. I got the solution here. Uh-huh. Martin, comma, from Sweden. A country that probably has better food regulations than mm. we have here in the States that requires uh, more accurate and broad but warnings. On, uh, who could say? I don't know what the pickle situation is in Sweden. I've never had Swedish pickles. So maybe maybe things go bad there quicker. Who could say? <laughs> those, I think you're probably latitudes. right. Pickling does not work. P- pickling does not work as it does <laughs> for those of you in warmer climes. Right. It's like the altitude problem with baking, but with latitudes. God, I really want to. I I want a photo. I want to know the brand. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, people is it out an there, extra sticker? Was it on the label? This is very important. It's very important. It changes it a lot. Yeah. Um. Here's a question that I think is deceptive, because Wait, it starts. We didn't answer up? that question. What do you do with two liters of pickles? And oh t- fuck. <laughs> You eat them. You don't. There's not an answer to that. You eat as much as you can. And you then eat as much as you can. Can you make, is there anything you make with pickles? Because I feel like that's, that's like the a, issue is that pickles is like usually, uh, you know, a, a condiment almost, a, a topping. You can make right? like a pickle salad, they right? They great like, on a charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. But it's only part of the thing. It's not like you're, it's not something like. I don't know. If I had a bunch of carrots, I could make carrot juice or something. Like, I could make it into something right. else. Pickle is like the end of the tech tree. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, could you I... make a weird sauerkraut out of them? Nope. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I... the one... <laughs> I think the flavors that are already in the in like say they're dill pickles, right? That's my assumption. Yeah, is sure. like, too, like I don't think there's any like you can't redirect the the sort <laughs> the of pickling thing into a sauerkraut at that point. I, th- I think the fla- I think you could. I think you create yeah. something you could like put on a fork and it's like sauerkraut. I think it would be nasty. <laughs> yeah. Nasty, what if you geez. mixed it in with sauerkraut? Sure. What if you used? What if you diced oh, really these pickles? The sauerkraut is just pickled cabbage, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pickled cabbage. And like a certain yeah. type. I mean, if you matched, it depends. Yeah, it depends on whether or not they the, but, the, the spices matched or whatever. Whatever else is in there, apart yeah. from like the. But when I'm picturing that mix, I'm like, that sounds really good on like an Italian sausage or something like that, or mm. a bratwurst. Oh, that could that be a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. That's not going to help me deal with the two liters of pickles. <laughs> like okay, again, what did I how say? Many, <laughs> how many brats do I need to put away two liters of pickles? If COVID was gone, this wouldn't be an issue. I'd right. have a party, pickle party, <laughs> pickle pickle party. Everyone gets one. <laughs> Welcome to the pickle party, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to eat these Austin, pickles. Your, Austin, your solution to everything can't be rolling a grill out into the street. You're like, it's <laughs> can. Fucking block. You can't solve all your problems with a grill, Austin. Yes, I can. <laughs> the pickle party's, on the pickle party's position on block parties is like they can fix everything. <laughs> they can fix everything. They bring communities together. <laughs> what is, asks Swaz, the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich? A deceptive question, because I think the immediate response is, what are you fucking t- It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right, but, 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 but there's lots that goes into that question. What type of bread are you using? Yeah. What type of peanut butter are you using? What's your jelly situation? Are you jelly or are you jam? Are you, are, what sort of flavor is there? Mm. Are you cutting it down the middle? Are you doing a little diagonal cut? 
What are you doing with the crust? Crust on, crust off. There's all these decisions that go into making a simple peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and we just don't think about them. We just make it and just eat it and move on. I think about it. And I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's fine by me, says Rob Zachney. Uh, definitely toasted bread. I generally I go for a sourdough. Uh, okay. Crunchy. What do you this is what crunchy fuck is, this like, is already Kato is just like, how about all the <laughs> things that nobody does with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> like, obviously. So what's normal is, um, uh, you know, <laughs> no, obviously first you, you need a roll. fresh crusted bowl of sourdough. <laughs> I take my, I take, uh, you know, I, I cradle the bread and I take it on a long walk. We go, we go on two, three blocks. I need it to be exposed to the environment. Just get a flavor of what's around me. I think Kato's highlighting something important here. Uh-huh. Yes. I think there's kind of two directions you go with your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's basically like as close as you can get to just Wonder Bread and peanut butter and jelly. Right. Where it's just a sponge filled with sweet things that you mm-hmm. just like eat it. Yep. Oh, also. And then Kato's fu- over here trying to build a sandwich. Yeah. With like good bread. 100%. Uh, also, fuck any peanut butter that has sugar in it. That shit can get. I didn't know that was a thing people did because I I cannot. It's too sweet. That's what the jam is for. Have you tried Justin's? No. Who? You I don't know Justin's. him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let I'm me show you. Sorry, I'm okay. sorry. Well, Rob will send you his number. <laughs> Rob's going back to the ki- Rob's yeah. going back to the kitchen. Great. Rob is in his kitchen. Uh, I I can't. I need I need my peanut butter to be salty, and that's where the sweetness comes from. Is the 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 peanut butter and the salt together kind of like Brings bring out the, a little bit right. of sweetness? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's my shit. Justin's, Justin's honey Justin's peanut, peanut butter. butter. Okay, so honey hold on one second. Butter. That says it's naturally honey delicious. Butter. That it does is say a different honey on the thing, front. right? Like I get that. That's a flavored peanut butter with honey in it. That sounds good. Sure. You've you've already you have that as Rob my is already peanut in butter. The, That's a treat. That's like, Rob's a, like also now in the Cato territory of like you're not making a san- you're making a sandwich now the moment you've decided to purchase like specialized Justin's peanut butter. If you're not just like butter. I don't know, it's Jiffy and whatever the shit's in the fridge like that's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're okay, just like cram it in the mouth hole. Like once you've got honey peanut butter and you're thinking about the peanut butter, look. you're in sandwich territory. If I'm going to eat it, I'm thinking about what it's going to taste like. I'm Well, I'm not blaming picky. you. I'm just I'm just saying I think there are as Rob pointed out, he tried to argue he's just, he's in the, I just put whatever on the bread and just kind of eat it. And like, no, he's in no, Kato sandwich you just, territory. Yeah. You, you've decentralized no, 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 your decision up. making across time. You may you, need to, you, you uh-huh. need to understand this about me. I'm in all places at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is the alpha and the omega. Like, like I'm oh kind of, it depends on what are people in this room doing with like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make anyone feel weird about it. So I'll be like, hell yeah, you know I love the Wonder Bread and the Jiffy peanut butter and the Smuckers. Mmm, my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peer pressure <laughs> d- does do that to someone, doesn't it? You can't be the person who's like, um, excuse me, this peanut butter is not up to par. Also, who, who, who among us is not constantly bread? in their 30s hanging out at parties? We're just like, all we're making are peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> but we're in this this hypothetical scenario where it's just like, gosh, uh, can't raise my voice because I might annoy someone. This person who's invited us over who's making 25 peanut butter, peanut butter jelly, jelly sandwiches. sandwiches. That's a fucking Listen, meme of the, the person. the party went over well, and I thought maybe PB&Js would be a good follow-up. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever next week is ranch. What if he put a pickle on a PB and J? Austin turns back to his grill and doesn't look at anyone, and everyone's yeah. like, "Wait, when's the last time we've seen Austin's face?" 
<laughs> it's just gone. Is, is Austin crying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <sighs> these are good answers. You know, I like grape jelly often. I go for a berry I mix. Like strawberry jam. Strawberry jam mm. is what I grew up with, and and like the grape was like a rare thing, and I think it's one of those things where it's like because it was rare, that wasn't rare. It was just not what was in the house. Do you know Do what I have. mean? In my house growing up, the only thing we had was the grape. Only yeah, see, thing. This is it. We and swapped. I remember my first like diner experience. Mm. There oh. was mixed fruit jelly yeah. in the little like ramekin <laughs> with the yeah. little like uh-huh. one-off yeah. servings. Hey, and wait I was a second. Like, mixed fruit. Wait. What's you in can, what mi- you can mix it? There it's jelly. Yeah. But there's other it's not just great. <laughs> and it's my true. eyes just opened. There's a there's a world of, of jellies and jams out there just for you, Rob. If you can find them. <laughs> um find Aladdin's flying carpet and just soar oh, through right. the uh condiment aisle. We already uh, did. You got a lot of Chemex uh emails here, Rob. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, Elijah wrote in to suggest you maybe not get one because they have a habit of exploding. Um, Excuse me? Everything. That's a yeah. bad habit. Uh, yeah, this this I'm a content warning for blood. But but Elijah does say things turn out OK here. <laughs> Last spring, my spouse was doing some. So jump ahead like 30 seconds. if You don't want to hear the thing about blood. Last spring, my spouse was doing some small chores uh, in the kitchen where a can of cat food lightly bumped our Chemex and it completely exploded into giant jacket pieces. One of these pieces sliced her hand open Cold very metal. deeply, only inches above her wrist, ah. sputtering blood all over our wall. In ah. 13 years together, I had never heard a scream like that, like the one that came out of her. We genuinely worried she would lose the use of her thumb. Thankfully, the hospital was able to fix her up. Uh, her hand works fine now. She has a cool scar. But when she tells the story to others, multiple people respond with some variation of, oh, yeah, Chemex has just explodes sometimes. I've gone through three or four. Wait. Why these friends and partners let us keep one of these death traps in our home? We still don't know. This is Oops. the first time I've heard this. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard this before. I can't do that then. Oh, wait, I mean, wait. What did they say Sweden. the cause was? A co- uh, like, so a can of metal. So I, yeah. my guess is the Chemex is full of hot water. The cold, the metal is slightly cold. Uh-huh. The temperature differential hits the glass and Boop. it shatters. Yeah. And when that happens, it doesn't just shatter. It doesn't crack. It tends to explode. I made iced coffee in my Chemex this morning. There was ice in the Chemex and then hot water pouring poured on top and it was fine. So I don't know. Like what? I guess it wasn't. uh, I guess it's just like drips slow enough that it's not an issue. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's the sudden changes in. So like even that, like you might have just gotten lucky because like I think the (laughs) moment I learned about this principle was when I stupidly was like. I put a Pyrex in an oven and I threw water into it to steam it and it just exploded like spectacularly. Like it was one of those big baking tray Pyrexes. So imagine how much glass it turns out is in that shape. And I just imagine it all exploding like a fragmentation grenade. And you got to clean that out out of an oven. Um, It's impossible. Uh, I I tried to search Chemex exploding and it's just like, uh, why pour over coffee? It's exploding and what brands to buy? (laughs) can't find anything god so but every coffee like that's just like I anything that has hot got really into aeropress and I, I still use aeropress like fully half the time mm-hmm. um but aeropress will tell you that you just brew from the top down right and then you just like put the little plunger over it and you push down and, and force it through 
But everyone who really uses AeroPress knows that that's not going to be a full body enough cup. And so you do the inverted brew yeah. where you sort of balance it Almost, and you let it set a little bit more. And then you flip it onto a mug and do the plunge. The problem is over time, the rubber gasket gets a little bit looser. Mm. Um, and I had a friend who like their AeroPress just poured bo- boiling coffee like all over Whoa. their hand as they did that little flip. No. Um, and it's pretty gnarly. But, you know. It's fine. And the coffee was really good. <laughs> Every yes. once in a while, you might get like a second degree burn. Um, but the but coffee like, is great. Yeah. But that's hmm. the good one. You got to do you got to do like a test before you start pouring. Like every time you pull out the AeroPress, just pour some water in there. Make sure there aren't any leaks. <laughs> Patrick, what's your favorite brood method? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I like nice, like I I, I yeah, will drink nice will, coffee. Drink nice situ- coffee. It's sort of like coffee for uh for me when I drink nice coffee is like I only get it when it's like on a work trip or something. It's like oh I'm in San Francisco, like I'll get you know blue bottle or something. It's like oh like I'm not gonna spend like, a lot of money on coffee for myself, but in a world where like oh like I'm gonna just like expense this like bonk, like it's the same way with like dinners, the nicest dinners I ever eat, where it's on a work trip where it's like ah. Don't have to worry about this $18. Like, go get it, Patrick. But I'm like, I think I like you're realizing, I think much as Austin wants to just like bust out the grill and have a party, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, everyone needs to come to my place. I want to make uh-huh. coffee for you and like yeah, bake treats. Sure. I'd love I it. Want, I'd love listen, it. Yeah. Rob, I want more than anything for you to throw a party. I would rather go to a party than hold one every time because <laughs> then I can leave when I want to. And there's no, I don't actually mind cleanup after Not the party. Not if I put you on the grill. Oh, fuck you're right. I'm stuck there. I'm latched to this grill indefinitely. Mm. But then you uh, got props. Then you're just no, like right. holding court at the grill. Oh, I love. Oh, I love that's, the whole court at a grill. Yeah. That's a fun. Yeah, people just bring good. you drinks. But well, also, and, there and, again, and the, the secret would be you'd, o- you'd open it and there'd be nothing in the grill. Nothing he just wants there. to role play as Other the grill like, meister. Oh, it- I mean, when's the food? Like, oh, the grill's warming up. I'm just, I'm still warming it up. It's getting, I'm preparing. And it. you have I'm to rotate through people fast enough that right, no one it. picks up on it. That's the thing. The thing that I like about the grill as a prop is I can get rid of people. Oh, I gotta, I gotta focus. I gotta look at the, I gotta focus on these grills. On these, on I gotta the, go get something from inside. I'll be right back. Yeah, and then I'll be right back. So they're not gonna wait at the grill they're for you to come wait back. At the grill. So that's the thing about a good party for me is, a, is something that I can modulate how many people I'm talking to for mm. how long. And I can find respite in corners and alcoves and bathrooms <laughs> and outsides, various parts of a house. I can go exploring. I can find the host's cat and play with the cat for 10 minutes and be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll go back downstairs and talk to people again. Now that this cat has restored my will to live. Uh, and and that I need. But the, I think the the being a fixture also does work so long as that fixture has the ability to trade people in and out, to bounce around, et, et cetera. So, Yeah. We should have a we should we should have a cookout IMO um, next save point <laughs> cookout edition. Oh, we should do outdoor <laughs> save point. I wanted to do a save point on the on the roof so bad. Oh, or that, would, on that the, would be great. A summer roof stream would yes. be so good. <laughs> Joel and I looked into it. We were like when we were first thinking of doing the follow up to the first waypoint seventy two. We definitely were like the next time we have to do some sort of outdoors thing. Um, we definitely thought about doing it in relation to like an E3 home team away team thing where we were going to do like some people will stay here and do like video coverage from the vice roof um, <laughs> and other people will go. That was before the uh, the fiasco with that freelance camera operator tanked our video oh budget. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't even put I wasn't even here for that. But 
it that hurts. Person, that me. person, that person ain't. Yeah, that person's not here. That person doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> also, that idea isn't as good anymore because once upon a time, Vice had a really beautiful view from yes, the back this deck. Is true. This is true. And then, and this has been great. It's been fun watching this happen in Brooklyn. <gasps> Every uh, single waterfront property, it's been an arms race of like, how can I be the biggest douchebag in the world and just yep. build the most sight obstructing monolith right on the waterfront so that nobody else in Brooklyn behind me can see any of the river or the skyline. <laughs> um, and so, there, you know, used to be lots of people had beautiful views of the mm-hmm. city. And now it's just like massive waterfront condo building after, one after another. I think we yeah. still have a, and, a tiny and- view. But it's incredible. We can kind of see the bridge. If we shoot it the other direction, you, you like can see barges? the bridge. Yeah. I do like barges. Bridges I do and like barges. The bar- that's, yeah, the, bridges that's the view. Yeah. That's all right. They're they're a good band. Um <laughs> this one comes in from Corey, which uh I'm just gonna say this one came in um let's just say it came in a December. <laughs> What's good, Wayfarers? With a new Resident Evil on the horizon, at least at the time time of this writing, there's been a lot of talk about survival horror. There is a new Resident Evil on the horizon. It comes out May 8th or whatever. That's right. That's the one Corey was definitely talking about when they sent this in. A first person Resident Evil game is coming out soon. In the new, in the horizon. That's right. Waypoint Um, is back, baby. Waypoint is back, baby. (laughs) With the new Resident Evil on the horizon, at least at the time of this writing, there's there's been a lot of talk of survival horror and where it went, and most especially where it died as a genre. What if, in the biggest twist of them all, it never left? It was calling from inside the console all along. Let's look at the Dark Souls series, a series typified by resource shortages, some of the best jump scares you'll find in any game, and a control scheme that is far more about creating a sense of space than it is utility. And if you want to talk about Bloodborne, you get some existential cosmic horror too. Why is it that these games don't get credit as horror games despite being incredibly successful versions of the genre? Never stop casting Corey. Well, Corey, if you're still listening to this podcast, uh, let's see here, uh, four and a half years later... Um, I think well, is, I is think he asking part of horror the, or is he asking survival horror? Those are different. That's the thing. I do survival horror can, is like a is a subgenre of the horror. Like horror is exactly. pretty broad and like over encompassing. Like I think survival horror is like you know yo, it's inventory management. It's it's like not having very much at the beginning of the much. game and then having nine hundred uh, shotgun shells <laughs> at, at, at the, the end, end. Yeah, because you don't know how um, to use your your items. Um, Dark Souls will like will hit you with a resource management thing in the middle of a run where you're like, oh shit, I'm out of Estus, yeah. or hey, I don't have enough fire bombs or or whatever fire. Should paper. I go back to this bonfire or should I just keep pushing? Totally, but because you can always go back to the bonfire or grind out more resources, I never feel like scarcity is scary in those games. It can be it can be annoying. It can be like, ah, fuck, I wish I had more blood vials in, in mm-hmm. Bloodborne. But I'm not scared because I'm low on blood vials in Bloodborne. I might be, I, maybe I panic a little bit if it's like, oh no, but not and you're really. And you're annoyed because you're going to have to go grind for an hour to fight yeah. those two trolls exactly. to get the, <laughs> get the blood vials to drop. Exactly. Um, I do think those games are, are all tied very closely to horror in that broader sense. I think a lot about that yeah. great gift from... Um, from when in 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 Dark Souls, God, is it three? It's I think Dark Souls so three is where it's, there's a, the boss where you hold the, the torch up, the torch, um, the skull, yes. like the, the big skeleton lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, there's yeah. also a, a famous Dark Souls gift from the first game where someone is like putzing along with the torch and like sees yes. one of the giant like 
they're not a spider, but it's like, you know, it's like the skeleton's like close to the ground. It has like mm-hmm. the big elongated body and like they come up to it and just go like, just nope out. Like I remember <laughs> I've seen that gif a bunch of times for the, yeah. from the, the first game. Um, it also did, didn't like Vinny have a famous time. Maybe that I'm sure Vinny had some. Was that sort of, getting kicked? Was that yeah, Vinny getting kicked, kicked, kicked by a big skeleton? By, by a big skeleton. There's a, there's a path you a go in skeletons in those games. Uh, yeah. Good skeletons um, in those in those games. Those games are good. Are you going to mm. be able to make your own bonfire in Elden Ring? You got a big open Ooh, space. That's fun. The idea mm. of like. You make your Grow own. Grow out over that, set baby. Your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come, come to Austin Walker's Bonfire and Grill. We got pb and kind you want. We got pickles. <laughs> we got ranch dressing. Oh, I got to go talk to these skeletons over here. Yeah. yeah. Can you watch this, can you watch this grill can for you me? Watch, can you just hang on to this? You just, just turn them over. Just turn them over. Don't worry. It's fine. have that little jingle like this, Monster bud. Hunter does. Like, dee 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 Burnt it. God. Perfect. Um, I don't think I don't think survival horror went away. I don't. No, me like, either. And 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 you know, there were some bad survival horror games that came out for a while, and people didn't like them, but they were coming out still. And, and I would say, but I would say that like the the notion of like resource management and like games uh, being okay with being like more difficult and constrained, like that that is like fairly like that went away for a little while. If you're talking about like the broad big budget mm-hmm. games and now i think like game like that genre, the, the horror umbrella isn't like a much you know look at was it uh not phantasmagoria phantasmophobia is that the, the uh yeah. phasmophobia phasmophobia um yeah. the game that now hey my kid's going back to to daycare like we're gonna get that to, i'm going to play that game oh, i just saw yeah. they added the feature Please. ghosts can go through Dude, doors now they, they can open doors now oh, that's the one that's fucked up the most no. is like if you're hiding in a closet the ghost will start to pull on the door and you have to reach out and grab the Do door the ghost not realize shut. how hard that feature is <laughs> 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 ghosts are making development harder uh but here's here's the thought this is not a fully baked notion but what the hell why not um, I think it's one of those things where it's very easy to conflate the decline of a genre from like what is by the AAA standards of video games versus its actual decline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, the immersive sim. Sur- we've had that conversation a billion times. <laughs> yeah, but I think survival horror is like one of those things where it isn't really it. It becomes difficult to make it compatible with what are the objectives of a lot of AAA franchises. I think where yeah. it's like you're kind of trying to dazzle people with uh, graphics and expansive worlds, et cetera. And at this point, like it's maybe only resident evil that is carrying that torch, like in, in the triple A space. I'm trying to think of, of someone else that's at that tier. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like dead space was around for a while, you know, like doing similar sorts of things, but no, like there's, there's like weirdly as popular as horror is, like there aren't that many horror games being made like at that scale. Um, like yeah. obviously the well, horror is very, you know, uh, you're doing very well on the, on the indie side, but there's, there's yes. not a lot of, I was like genuinely shocked. There was like no launch horror game. It's like, yo, you have ray tracing, like, and you, you yeah, need but, to make yeah. games fast, like games that are mostly darkness. Seems like that would have been an effective <laughs> way. Um, you know, the fact that like Microsoft just didn't fund a PT ripoff was, I, baffled me that like nobody like saw that as an obvious thing for 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 launch stuff well, um, so i think the pt examples kind of illuminating because people were like oh man like i can't wait to see like just a full budget like glorious like uh old school type <laughs> horror game and the answer was a really like narrow constraint like demo of we're going to like 
lovingly render the space that you see again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. But what that's playing with is our sense of the uncanny and our ability to create a sense of like madness from what we don't see. And I think like older eras and graphics with different tech, like with different aesthetics and different technology were maybe easier to realize like what's cool about horror in a lot of places where I think it's, it just seems like it might be a harder thing now for you to get a massive like mainstream uh, tentpole horror release out the door. That seems like a trickier proposition um, just from the way we increasingly tend to sell games. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Wait, there wasn't there a horror game? Uh, Medium came out for Xbox at launch, didn't yeah, it? That, that, that's, not at launch. Yeah. that was not at launch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah definitely a horror game. I don't Window. know if I scary, but uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Oh. oh, apparently that game, I, I, you know, I, I dropped it because I didn't like it, and I'm trying to get better at just like not playing games that I'm not enjoying anymore. Um, everyone should do that. <laughs> everyone should do that. That's a healthy, uh, 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 you know, habit to have. But mm. apparently that game has like really like fucked up themes around like child abuse and other things towards the end. Like I would highly recommend like it's a bad game and also like apparently goes to some bad. Every person I know that I follow, they was like is into horror games. It was very much. I'm going to do this slog for you so I can tell you what's on the other uh-huh. side and like, just like don't do it. <laughs> like the, the first thing coming I, from, even people who will make allowances for the baseline shittiness of a lot of horror games. Oh yeah, like like Voidberger on Twitter, like big Silent Hill person sure. who yeah. like one of those yeah. people that like went through the game and was just like throwing like just don't do not play this game, <laughs> like run away from it. That and it's it beca- it made people so panicked when uh like medium is not just bad, but appears to be like outright like atrocious and like a red flag for the studio to like ever play in that space ever again. If like that's what they're gonna like, uh, uh, kind of like uh, how they would approach it. And then yeah. medium comes out, and then a couple of weeks ago, um, the game did like fairly well because um, people are again starved for horror games, and if you make it like that, audience is is devoted to it. I I can speak to it because I'm part of them, um, and. They said, like, oh, we've been working on a, another big game for the last year or so based on an established IP that we think people are going to be very excited about. And everyone's just like, you motherfuckers, like the monkey paw curls. You wanted another uh-huh. Silent Hill? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come get it from Blooper Team and, like, yeah. see how see how you feel. Especially because I believe I believe uh, Akira Yamaoka did the soundtrack for, That's um, true. Medium, for Medium. And he has yeah. been teasing that he is working on some big project that – there was an interview that went up a couple of weeks ago that was – he's like, yeah, and finally the game that everyone wants from me is going to get announced this summer. And everyone's like putting together the dots on the conspiracy <laughs> board. And it's like, great. We, Konami finally you know, makes a Silent Hill game and they're going to give it to like the team that like literally just proved making a Silent Hill ripoff that they cannot do it and like are yeah. irresponsible with the power – that apparently has been since disproven. Like they're not making oh, okay. a Silent Hill game. Um, <laughs> no, oh, so some people on Twitter were just saying shit. Uh, well, people were just the, the, you know, I, I, Silent the internet Hill inside, lied. Well, I would say Silent Hill insiders appear to be just as reliable as Elden Ring uh, insiders <laughs> at the moment, mm. um, and so maybe just don't believe. Um, uh, just like wait for it to be announced. It, though both those games appear to be in development. And at this in point, development, genuinely. I will just genuinely does appear a Silent Hill game is going to be announced in the summer. It's not insidery. That's just like there's just enough smoke for there to be fire. Um, now at this point, I'm just waiting to see. I don't know what it is. I did, I, did, I somehow missed that 
that uh, uh, Kojima was working on a horror game that just got fucking canceled. Like Stadia was going to be involved. Like, bummer. Like, I'm mixed on that guy's games, but I would have liked to seen him. He's very visually inventive. Let let Kojima make a. (laughs) Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that game. Oh, you know what I should do? You should play Play Evil you should okay would you say no, Evil Within? you should play evil within two i messaged patrick about evil within two two weeks ago rob i was literally <laughs> like instead i played dragon quest 11 very similar uh, in, in tone and mode but i was like i own evil within two on on something i have it somewhere on on xbox or on ps4 or something i think it was on i think i had it on ps4 because uh, i was looking at my ps5 like what could i install i was like could i i heard that game was all right Evil and Within Two like, is, yeah, you should is play the great. game. Is it's 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 fantastic. It has a excellent combat system. It's it's not as Evil Within Will I One. Will I be able to appreciate the evil without Evil Within One? Yes, yes, okay. you'll be you'll be just fine. <laughs> like Evil Within One is gnarlier, um, but also not nearly like it's it's grimy. Like it's it's gross and uh, mm-hmm. and violent. Um, and Evil Within, it's like uh, I'm waiting for you to say something bad about it. Why it's not that much fun to play? Or at least I didn't find it that much fun <laughs> to play. Um, uh, but I think it, uh, it's been some years. But I, I would say the comparison is actually maybe like Evil Dead to Evil Dead Two is the difference between Evil Within and Evil Within Two, sure. which is like, hey, like we kind of just took all the stuff you liked and like made it better, and also actually now that I think about, yeah. it, I think of only I might have only seen Army of Darkness. You should watch Army Evil Dead Two. Very fun. You Evil Dead Two is a terrific, good, straight Evil up Dead one. Like, yeah, wait. With, Army of yeah. Darkness is the medieval one. Third, yes. Yeah. Third, yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so um, I, uh, I haven't seen any of those movies in probably fifteen years. Maybe I've seen Evil Dead two. They're still recently, great. Like it, it, it reminds you that uh, uh, you know physical comedy is like not really a thing these days. Right. Like um, this is not the direction. And like Bruce Campbell is just like an incredible like physical comedian. And Evil Dead yeah. two and Army of Darkness. I, I haven't watched them in like five years, but like they're still. You know, th- those movies, I'm sure, have things that have aged poorly, uh, sure. <laughs> but like anything uh, from that era. But uh, they were still like fun, fun movies. But yeah, I would. They've said that there's going to be more ga- uh, Bethesda games going to Game Pass. It seems almost inevitable they would do like <sighs> yeah. like a Series X pass on, mm. um, Evil Within 2. on Evil Within 2. But that game looked great. It's like it's a great game. Like it's one of those games that it's it, the didn't, most- it didn't make my top 10 list. And like, yeah. ev- but like. I cut it off at 11 and like every year since I'm like, you fucked up, Patrick. That game was like your third favorite game that year. And somehow you didn't put it on your top 10. Like it's, I really like this. This is why we need time to reflect. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we need Waypoint 101. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, look, you know, there's a, you know, do not (laughs) evil within two. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. It just it feels like it's of that model of game where that game is so clearly based on what I've seen of it, a response to like hub hub worlds and open worlds being like the thing in games. How do you do one of those? But it's horror. It's clearly in conversation with Hannibal uh, and and other Ooh. sorts of like at the. T- oh, yeah. Rob, did you not know that about about Evil Within 2 is like <laughs> the aesthetic is very like um, you'll frequently walk into scenes of like grotesque beauty. Um mm. and yeah, it's definitely playing in that like things set up in that way, arranged yeah. so for a viewer. Um, and I feel like that that stuff makes it like a lot of Waypoint 101 games are like this is referencing something in in pop culture that we're interested in, or this is someone trying to mit- do variation on a huge popular genre space or, or or genre crossover and and succeeding or failing. 
what I'm saying is Evil Within 2 is the uh, zombie U of horror games. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, like, Wait, Evil Within 1, one is back. Uh, <laughs> was the last game, like, Shinji Mikami was the creative director on that. Shinji Mikami, all-time, one of the weirdest interviews, I just... Uh, couldn't get anything out of him. Just like was like a failure of like you came. I came out of the interview being like, apparently I suck at this. Like this is like <laughs> so. It's like it's eleven a.m. and I feel demoralized for the rest of the day. You know, it just you know, yeah. like ask a question, thinking like, can't wait to hear what the master of horror has to say. And it's like one it's one sentence onto the next one. It's like, oh, all right. I don't know how to phrase <laughs> questions. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's listen difficult. that that uh, that you just speaking of interviews. Let me shout out stuff on the site really quick. Sure, um, uh, you have a piece up. Uh, this that's up now, right? That yeah, you linked me. You linked me. Just just like oh yesterday. yeah, my uh, um, uh, Gucci uh, piece. Yeah, um, the the reason uh, I Fantasian, asked you about Gunpla. You did ask me about Gunpla. Uh, Fantasian is like so pretty because of. The so Fant- Fantasia is an upcoming Apple Arcade JRPG. Yep, that Sakaguchi uh, is is making um, along with a team, oh, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's filled with little <clears throat> like actual dioramas that have been scanned digitally as like the backdrops of basically the whole game. As the far entire, as I can the tell, the entire game. Yeah, like they said, they God. had to like pretty intricately figure out what the level of design was because you know if you like looked at the. You get, you know, halfway through development, you're like, actually, we want this building to do this. You can't just like go into an Unreal editor, you know, like and change the model. Um, the way the way it actually worked was like they'd figure out they figured out the path of the game, but then like the modeler, they'd see the the diorama in person and they go, yeah. oh, actually, like we should make that ladder interactable, like in, as opposed to just aesthetic. And so they found that the dioramas like had that sort of relationship with the level design. Was you know they added things because they wanted to make it part of the interactivity i mean like the level of detail they showed so cool for the dioramas was like there was an interior bedroom scene and like the hinges work the doors open to like the dressers like details that do not matter for like the player will not open that dresser but don't worry like they could when they were you know scanning it and designing it and then like the tragic thing was like i asked at some point in the interview um you know what are you going to do with the diorama do you have like one in particular you really like that you're going to like you know put in your studio and he's like ah Actually, like the techniques they use to make these things, they're just going to rot and crumble. And so they're just sitting in a shed Ooh. right now and they'll just be gone and just like disappear into the, yeah, into the earth. That's so like, oh, sad. That stinks. God. Yeah. But the game um, serves as the like memorial sure. to them. Yeah. They, yes. Yeah. That's that, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Totally. That's it's still there's still something in me that goes like, oh, I want I, I want them to last longer than that. But that's just the way of life. He's like, I it's made out of clay, and like clay is just not meant to, you know. Yeah. And then once have, you have apply I, all the extreme painting techniques that they use, it's like it just kind of destroys the material over time. On the blockchain. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Have I have I subjected y'all to my favorite niche collectible hobby, uh, which is miniature rooms? No. Like uh, this 1929 yeah. powder room that sold for thirty one hundred dollars. Thirty. But if you look at these photos. If you look at these photos, this is like looking into a bathroom. Wow. Uh, it's wild. This is from. Holy fuck. Yo, I yeah, love dude, the it's, scale it's, in the mirror of this yeah. image. Holy shit. With the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You can oh, see. Uh, 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. I have to show you what these actually look like because they're presented in these very tasteful, like, wooden boxes that you just sit on your desk or whatever. Um, It's uh, this is someone named uh, Chris Chris Toledo, Toledo Miniatures dot com. The work is just it's like walking into your grandmother's like bathroom and being like oh yeah this is my child uh, yes i went to this i was always kind of creeped out by this bathroom but in relate but in in retrospect i think it was really beautiful and some basic ideas i have about like what is aesthetically pleasing originate in this space <laughs> this is i'm looking at the picture though it really is incredible the lighting is like spot on it looks like yes. a zillow photo of like <laughs> this is something you'd find like oh this is an old house and here's the bathroom and the wear lines, the cracks in the uh, masonry, it's unreal. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's I like truly think it's a beautiful object. Like, I think that it's the craftsmanship here is through the roof. It's one of my I like this to people once a year or something. Here's another, I'm here's now another in the finished gallery. bathroom. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's unbelievable. It's, it's so good. It makes it like I don't make real shit. This is real shit. This is what people <laughs> this is real technique. I'm not an artist. Get this shit. This is it. <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to I I again, it's easy to look at these prices and be like $4200 for this bathroom, for this fake bathroom. I could get a real bathroom redone for $4200. powder room. $3100 sold. 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 <laughs> I, listen, if I like stumbled into money, I would buy a little a little miniature. Sure. The kitchen is the is the wildest one. That's the one I want to get robbed. The, the kitchen, which is the first one in the gallery, which is just this like huge, like this is this is a kitchen for Holy a manor shit. or something. Right. This is like a serving kitchen. Um, I love it so much. There's all this all this counter space. I could see Rob really doing work the here. The floor in this bathroom uh, is fucking wild. The, the like little scum bits between the it's like penny uh-huh. tile. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's yeah. Like, you know, bath scum or whatever. Bathroom. This scum. kitchen anyway. is like I can see the servants talking about the murder, like <laughs> yes. in this space. One hundred percent. This is yeah. 100%. This is the most Gosford Park ass. Like, <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's so good. The fucking water heater or whatever that is on this. I don't know what that is, but on the side of the cabinets, it's just the details astonishing. Anyway, I know people love it when we describe things we're looking at on a podcast. <laughs> But people should just go to ToledoMiniatures.com and watch along with us because whew, it's nice to see that there's stuff in the world like this still. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's nice to see people just making cool looking things, even though the the market must be very limited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with more. Welcome back to Waypoint. Uh, um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. You can find Waypoint at Waypoint. Uh, you can find Patrick at Patrick Klopik. Rob at Rob Zachney. And Cotto. A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Thank you, as always, to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Until next week, as always, fuck capitalism, go home, peace. Also, if you're in a place where it's warm, go soak up that sun, go get some go get some good clean air, enjoy that the weather is turning if you're in a place where it's turning. Because take, that, take that peanut butter jelly outside. Take that peanut butter outside mm. for a walk. Mm-mm. I'm in meetings all day, so I have to do it for me. All right, peace. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Has there always been a couch behind you, Patrick? Since I reorganized my office, like that. I mean, that couch has always been there, but you haven't been able to see it. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it, huh? Huh. Uh-huh. Not a very good couch. <clears throat> mm. Nothing to be impressed by. It's it's just there. Pulls <laughs> out into a bed, which is about the only useful thing that it does. Oh. That's pretty I've useful. I'm trying though. to like this I have this TV next to my desk. I've tried to lay down there, being like, Oh, I'll just like lay on this couch instead of in my office chair to play a game and it's like this sucks. I don't yeah, it's enjoy. Not, yeah. I've thought about getting like like I can't get like a proper sitting chair. Mm. In the office, because that would be it would take up too much space. So I don't know. I'm gonna think like get like a beanbag chair, like lay on the ground, something comfortable. Like be on the ground, not in my office chair, but not in that uncomfortable couch. When's the last time you you were in a beanbag chair? What's what? When's the last time you were in a beanbag? (laughs) Very good Um, question, Austin. No, I have have a specific answer to that. Uh, I think, um, boy, probably over ten years ago at this point, one of the early passes. Um, when that was one of their oh, defining sure. kitschy traits was that, oh, you're going between levels. Here's these bean bags, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, just like get, get your game on in between, you know, <laughs> going on the show floor, which is what people are doing. Like thousands, tens of thousands of people are doing this. True. And then someone pointed out to me, like, there's like no chance they clean that shit between days mm-hmm. of the show. And I was like, oh, all right. And I'm not going to sit in this beanbag chair. Well, that is 100%. And I got nice. up, and that was, I, that's probably, like, I'm, I, you know, there's probably a good chance I've, like, been in a beanbag chair, but, like, that's the last time I remember it. Like, that's a very core, core memory. Don't sit, don't sit in those chairs. Wait. Is there something but about But in between being... now and then, you developed a lot of back problems, correct, Patrick? Have I developed a lot? I don't Well, look, you got to lift your baby like you'd lift a bowling ball and you got to like lift it with your legs. Don't lift it with your back. I've learned herniating, you know, get a herniated disc. I've learned good lessons about body posture, you know, mm. <laughs> life lessons to carry me forward. Right. But is the beanbag so going to be a helpful companion? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know if that would like, I'd have to do, you know, do some research, you know, Rob, can you get on, uh, get me a list no. of beanbag chairs? Um, let's go. Beanbag research. I don't know what chair to get. I should. I should have brought this problem up on the podcast. Somebody. Somebody assuredly has had this issue. Like how, how do I about salad? Exactly. Yeah. If we can get, if we can get <laughs> yeah. in depth salad essays, then surely I can get a recommendation on a on a beanbag chair to chair. lay on the ground that is in between office chair and bed couch. Uh, you just need you like a nice get one of those uh, poolside recliner things. Ooh. <laughs> It's... Those are great for your back. <laughs> Just get currently. Uh, okay, there we go. There's a slide. Oh, um, hey. Um, that's not. That's what close. I should, what I should do is like I, I should just. This office isn't used for anything except for like this space is not. That's expensive. alarming news. Right. 
<laughs> Rob, you get your content from this office. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I could just put like a recliner chair in there. Who gives a fuck if it looks like gaudy and doesn't yeah. use the space correctly? Who cares? Get a, like a, you know, a, there's a, a slide there. That's already not yeah, using the space that's correctly. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> someone's going to walk into this room and be like, uh, Patrick, what are you doing? I was like, I got kids. Like, I can do whatever I want with space. Like, none of it means anything anymore. <laughs> Any space not used by furniture is just more space for toys. <laughs> uh, ready to clap? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Woo, not even close. Strong start. App's not open. That's right, the I mean, energy. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this Thursday feel like a Monday? <laughs> because we haven't done one of these in forever. In six weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm I know, starting to realize, like, oh, man, I don't have a lot that's new to talk about on Thursdays. We should have No, we got to turn, turn up the bullshit. Let's go. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. vroom, vroom, okay. vroom. <laughs> ready, to, ready to go? Ready to clap? Are we all there? <laughs> yep. All right, 43.